When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry. Sorry. We're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No. Lucky Land Casino. With cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Good morning, Broncos country. I am Jess Plays. I'm Tanner Watts. I'm Lori Lattimore-Volkman. Good morning, Broncos country. Tim Lynch here. I am Rachel Strand, and welcome to Horse Tracks. The Horse Tracks. Mile High Report Horse Tracks. With your horse tracks. And I've got your morning update. It's Horse Tracks, Mile High Report's daily update of what's going on in Broncos country. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Here we go! There's only four words. This is Something Something Broncos. This one's for Pat! There's only one person that carries the ball right here. Ten people back in the system. Oh my god. Featuring Mile High Reports, Mike DeSico, and Jess Place. Welcome to Something Something Bronco. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Hit me, baby. Hello, everybody. I am Jess Place, and he is Mike DeSico. Something Something Broncos is happy to report that this podcast is a full go, featuring only the most elite starters. No backup or scrubs here. No scrubs. How you doing after that game on Saturday against Buffalo, Mike? Well, I can be honest with you. 30 seconds was o- after it was over, I forgot it. Moved on with my life. So I'm doing great. Couldn't it be better, man. Did you uh, be Did you watch the whole thing? Did you, did you grind it out? Every single play. Well, no, I had to leave to go pick up my son from work. And while I was gone was the only time... The Bronco, well, the Broncos scored a touchdown and the Bills punted. So I missed like the only two good things in the game. I have a lot of jerseys and I'm wearing the Chris Harris jersey today, the white Chris Harris jersey, because 
the thing about this game is we really realize that our depth is non-existent and Chris Harris is sitting out in the market. Adam, I'm just saying. It'd be nice. It'd be nice. So, I mean, he knows the facility, right? He knows, I mean, how, he knows where to go. He knows where gonna, to go. He's going to sign anyway, a one-day contract, a one-year contract. What difference is it? Let's let him I suit up. Come on. He, uh, I mean, he kind of left on unhappy with the Broncos, you know? Do you think he'd just come back for a one-day contract? Yeah. I, 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 he's still he, – he got the Super Bowl ring with us. I, th- I think that he's still – and he, I, I can understand his frustration over the last few years, but he's one of the more beloved Bronco players from the last 10 years. And I think it'd be great to have him back, even though he's old. He's not the Chris Harris we all knew and loved, but a uh, smaller workload could just be exactly what he needs to excel. I, th- I think it, it, I think it was just football business in general that kind of turned him off. I don't think it was anything overtly Broncos related. I think it was I, just I, it was just time for a change, and it, it had to happen. And I I don't think he's overly butthurt about that. Do you well, think, I, really? I, I think what he was upset about was Paxton Lynch and Joe Flacco and all those other names, and cannot be more sympathetic. I think he just got frustrated with the lack of uh, vision, and he's used to being winning and dominating. I don't blame him. So yeah, that's what yeah. I think it was. I can definitely but, you know, relate. Chris Harrison, I haven't talked for a few years. And by that, I mean never. Well, I hope he comes back at least, at least for a day. And and why not? You know, add yeah. a little depth. Add that's a little so depth. So, in case people didn't see, and don't blame me if you didn't, Buffalo played their starters. Denver played their back- backups. The score, 42 to 15, reflects that. I mean, like, what do you read? Do you read anything to the score and the effort in this game? Or is that just ah, overdone, move on? I thought it was going to be bad. I thought it was going to be bad. I did not think it was going to be this bad. I kind of, I expected more. I wanted, I wanted a little bit more competition and for whatever reason, it just wasn't there. Like it was hard to watch and thank God it was preseason. I mean, it, it felt like I said this in, uh, in the, the, the wrap up podcast uh, following the game that it, it felt like an homage to last year, you know, where we score 15 points and and can't get out of our own way. Like, I mean, that it, hopefully this is the last time we see any of that this year, and by that I mean on Friday when we play Minnesota, we can see it one more time. So, so wait a minute, you, you you podcast without me? You're seeing other podcasts? I hate to break this to you, but we no, have a dude. daily Broncos update news. No, post. I knew that. It's I, called I, Horse I Tracks. To it. You I love it. To it. I love you it. Are, have you liked and subscribed? I've liked and subscribed, my friend. Yeah, we we do it. Uh, it's called horse tracks. It's uh, yeah. It's every day. Listen, learn, love. Yes, it's it's the little. It's the it's the sandwich. Uh, it, the lettuce in the sandwich between your long form podcasts of Dublin to Denver and something something Broncos and and we've got a few more long form awesome ones coming down the pipe. Some uh, really talented people. It's gonna be good stuff. Yes, Rachel Strand and and a guy named Dalton. Um, who, I love people named Dalton. I, his first initial is B, and so we have to call him B Dalton, the bookseller. Um, yeah. When I think when I hear Dalton, I think of Roadhouse. 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 They're remaking that. Did you see that? Like Jake no, Gyllenhaal or something? Don't do that. Don't do that. Yeah. And uh, Conor McGregor, the MMA fighter, is supposed to be like they're creating a role for him on the show or something. You, you know what this needs? Conor What's McGregor. I just needed kind of a, a surly Irishman. I was just like, yes. it just, it's 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 lacking. Just what in our lives wouldn't be improved by a, a surly Irishman? I mean, this podcast with a surly Irishman, sky's the limit. Well, stay tuned, Dublin to Denver. Woo! Maybe we can have them on. But are they surly? The Jacksonville games? Well, we can. I will be rude, and they will become surly. 
Oh, we'll poke the tiger. Good. <laughs> Good. Or pock. I mean, what hurt worse? It seemed like there was a lack. You don't want to say effort or urgency, but a lot of these guys were playing for their job. And so many missed tackles and missed blocks. That was awful. Was that worse than seeing Case Keenum 16 of 18 for 192 yards and a touchdown? Which one hurt more? I mean, it's Case Keenum. We know it, 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 he's a paper tiger. I like bless his little heart. I mean, I, you know, I rooted for him. I, you know, I didn't get the jersey. Thank God. Did you get the jersey? I didn't know. You, no. You're, you're kind no, of a like, jersey guy. So I'm, I'm a jersey just, guy, but. Just checking. I don't get like scrubs. And as you said at the beginning, there are no scrubs here. No, no. I did not get the Case Keenum jersey. Um, I don't have any jersey. I mean, I have a Drew Lock jersey, so I do have one scrub Ooh. jersey. Because that was me wanting to believe maybe I could will it into existence. I understand. I and understand. I think what I will into existence was him going to Seattle. So that's good. Yeah. That well, helps. You, you willed into an existence a number three that is not Drew Lock. That's so, what I was doing, and yeah. you're welcome, Broncos country. But, I mean, missed tackles, missed blocks. These guys are going to have to play at some point in the season. I don't think you know, any – I don't, don't think have to be worried. very many of them are going to make the team or the practice squad. Like, I, if if you if you were the coach looking at that out there on the field in, in Buffalo, would you would you want any of that to kind of persist through – no. The end of the training camp, preseason? George Payton is going to be scouring the waiver wire. He's going to be doing his job. I think we can all trust that. People are going to get hurt. An offensive lineman is going to go down. You're going to have to have somebody step in there, and you can only play what you got. But the point is, some of those guys are going to have to play. We're going to have one of those backup offensive linemen might be the eighth offensive lineman in the roster, and he might be chucked into a game against Kansas City and Arrowhead, and we're going to be relying on him. And we gave... Payton a lot of credit, but the depth on the team was exposed. It's it's only second season. It's hard to build that depth, but should we be scared? Are we just just like, it's preseason. It's not a huge deal because the starters weren't there. But I mean, how, how concerned are you? I don't think, see, the great thing that we have going for the Broncos is that they're not going to lose their entire offensive line at the same time. Challenge accepted. (laughs) I mean, again. (laughs) The Broncos can do it. Last year, Sure. This year, no. Um, but yeah, I don't think I don't think that uh, you're gonna have you're gonna have quality starters anchoring those those units, and so mm-hmm. it, I think that's gonna that's gonna raise uh, raise all boats, hundred uh, percent, including including these these scrubs that that we saw that they were they were just embarrassing. Like, well, uh, Mike Cliss tweeted out a picture of the line of scrimmage, and I was I like, saw that. I had to look. I'm like, wait. What numbers are these? Like where the the, the, it was all over. Like yeah, the, li- the line of scrimmage was wherever the Bills decided it would be. Yeah, they just moved ugly. Denver around like they were on roller skates. Um, and it's I think to your point you were just making, the only time the offensive line looked good was when Quinn Miners was there, and he was there. Mike Boone ran the ball. He came out. Nothing happened. So I think you see a small example of what the elevated play is when you get the starters in there. But 17 games, people are going to miss games. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. One offensive lineman, you can maybe hide a little bit. You can't hide all five of them. Well, so. we were, we've talked about the uh, offensive line side of things. What about uh, Buffalo's passing attack? 302 yards in the air and 208 yards rushing on the ground. 510 yards of total offense in a preseason game. Well, my first thing I thought was that uh, Urban Meyer, legendary NFL coach, would still be mad at this because he wants 250-250, which has happened <laughs> like right. two yeah. or three times in NFL history. And so I'm just sitting here thinking, Urban Meyer would look at this and be, not 
good enough. And that's why he's a Fox college football analyst this year. But the, the 208 yards on the ground was almost more concerning. Just because I thought we had some good depth on the line building and some good stuff on the linebackers. I thought I thought we had some decent depth there. And it got really exposed. So well, that we knew what they were going to do. Like they, 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 they didn't try to hide that they were just going to run down the field. Like they ran it down our throats, and and all we could do was choke on it. Like there was nothing yeah. for us to do. And I, I don't want to sound like I'm panicking because again, it was their starters for a lot of those yards versus our second string, and then their second string there's our third string. So there's definitely good perspective. But in these preseason games, it's all about the individual individual performances. You want to see somebody step up and make a play. And there's just so many missed tackles. I just thought on an individual level it was sloppy. I don't care that we lost 42 to 15. Completely irrelevant. You're looking at individual performances, and I felt there were more like negative individual performances than positive. There's a lot of coaching tape from this game that going to be showing what not to do. Yeah, I bet it was an uncomfortable film session. And it should be. 32 yards rushing. It's preseason. Doesn't matter if you win, but it does matter if you execute and if you perform. 32 yards rushing. And in the week... that it was a point of emphasis for the Broncos. And how they many wanted, were in that they first, wanted to run? Mike Boone looked good yeah. in his first two, three carries there. And he had a little Javante in there, busted some tackles, and Miners is out there finishing his blocks, and that was cool. But uh, after that first drive, the Bills were just like tired of that crap and shut it down. And so starters, and starters from the best teams in the NFL, so they should have. You, you, you hope you would have seen some guys out there telling the coach that they have to be on the roster, earning their spot, and don't yeah, look down was, by it, that. It's usually an opportunity to make a case for yourself, and I I feel like uh, m- most of the people playing on Saturday did just the oh. opposite. Oh yeah, they made a case for themselves, all right. Not not the one they wanted, but they made a case to be a uh, you know the November salesman in the month at Whitlock Chevrolet. Come on down, <laughs> T-Mobile so, Store. Was that was that David Kirkus? Oh yeah, Tatum Bell was. Uh, Tatum Bell was, was working at a mall kiosk uh, cell phone thing, and then got a call, came back to the Broncos, and yeah, you David Kirkus, uh, remember him? He was uh, oh, working yeah. at Subway. Holy cow, David so, Kirkus, there's a name for you. You know, that's another jersey I don't have, and maybe I should get it. Maybe I bet you can find it somewhere cheap. Maybe if I wear it to Subway, you know, fifteen percent off, I get a free <laughs> cookie. I don't know. It could happen. It's probably a legend there. It could happen. I, you know, what I hate about going to Subway is because I like to get bacon the on food. my sandwich. Well, no, it's oh, okay. I, I could, I, every time I order bacon, uh, the, Subway the, will not sponsor us now, so I'm really bacon. sorry about that. Uh, I, well, I feel bad for the people who burn their hands, like because yeah. the, the bacon's always hot and they're always like, oh. like they're always like, don't burn your hands on my sandwich. Yeah, bacon's amazing, and you should have bacon, and you deserve bacon, Jess. I well, I, it shouldn't come at the expense of the fingerprints of the people making the sandwich. Like they've got Subway's been around long enough for them to figure out the bacon thing. They shouldn't have to burn themselves every time they make no, it. Subway doesn't care about the working man and woman. Bah, burn your hands on bacon. We'll get somebody else. I don't know. I mean, we'll have Javante back. We'll have Melvin Gordon back. And we saw the difference when Quinn Miners was there, right? You're right. When we get everybody back there, it's going to be a completely different story. Good teams win because of their depth, and our depth will be challenged quite possibly if it happens. But I'm not concerned about the starting offense. Ask me after the first week, maybe a different story. But right now, I feel completely fine about that. I'm not. I'm not panicked. Are you panicked? Tell I'm going to say, truth. ask me at the end of week three slash four. Uh, Note to self, ask Jess yeah. week three to week four. Okay. Yeah, because I, I don't think we're going to have any trouble with Seattle. I think uh, the Broncos are going to be up for that game, and it's going to be 
Well, and then we have Houston. So Seattle's going to be even more up for that game. And the most obnoxious 12th man. Have you ever been to Seattle? Uh, I have. I was married there. My oh, wife's okay. well, family the, is from there. Well, so. the number, the 12 shirts everywhere up there. It's like, first of all, I ripped it off from Texas A&M. And it's yeah, just, they have to pay a license fee. They but... do. Just just stop with that. It's the second most annoying like corporate fan thing next to that uh, eternal flame the Raiders have going for Al Davis. Just freaking ridiculous. Well, now it's not even he a real a flame. It's just like, no, it's a, not. It's, it's, like a, a, shimmering it's a Vegas flame. Thing. Yeah. yeah He's a legend. I didn't like him. I liked him at the end because he was great for the Broncos. I mean, JFK has an internal flame. If that's the bar, and it should be, Al Davis does not need an internal flame. But the Seahawks are going to be so up for that game, dude. It's going to be crazy. I'm not counting that as a guaranteed win because they're going to, especially the fans, can be out for blood in that game. I don't know be, who their quarterback is. It's going to be very, very hard to play in that game, is all I'm saying. It's going to be silent count every single time you snap the ball. Uh-oh. It's going to be deafening. It's going to be really hard. It's going to be the first game with a new quarterback, new offense, new head coach. They're going to be going silent a lot. You know it's what day not, it's on? It's not, it's not a gimme. It's on, you, know what, uh, you know what day Monday they're night. playing? What time of game of the day they're playing? They're playing on the 12th. The 12th? The 12s are going to be like... The 12s are going to be... They're going to have tinfoil hat time. Oh, my God. <laughs> See, you know what this is, is Roger Goodell hates the Broncos, and it's a conspiracy, Jess. It's a conspiracy. I am a, I'm going to write a letter. I Strongly worded letter, please. If only I had a forum on which to publish such a letter. Yeah. It's 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 a catch twenty two. Like do you do you start the guy that you traded your franchise quarterback for, or do you go with Noah Fant? It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. <laughs> I mean, right, if you, of yeah. course you start Noah Fant. Of course. Well, I mean, he can't block for crap but uh, or catch. But other than that, he's great. Um, you know, by the way, can we just give a shout out to Shelby Harris? I miss him. He's cool. Yeah. He's funny. Whacking things down the line, making jokes on the like the Broncos cam where they all have to answer a question. Yeah. Anyway, I, miss, yeah. I miss Shelby. No, that was. Yeah. But I, I just blocked that part of the trade out. Like, it's, Yeah. Yeah. He was a good one. It's like Noah so, uh, and Drew done the picks. Sure, Shelby hurt. Shelby hurt. I think that's why they wanted him. It's like if you want uh, Russ, you're going to have to make it hurt a little bit. So they took Shelby, and it hurts. But we have Russell Wilson, so I'm good. Shelby Harris would not have played in uh, Saturday's game either. So no, he would not have. That's true. Wouldn't have. So uh, let me ask this question: Are you going to watch Friday? Yes. I'm going to watch every play. So yes. Yeah. <laughs> Uh yeah I I have well I have to I have to watch I I, I want to Jess that's the difference in you and me I want to I get to well because it is on NFL Network and I get to watch it live this is like the first preseason in a hundred years where I don't have to like wait until one a.m. on the East Coast to watch the rear on NFL Network like they finally figured it out this year will they, this be the uh, is this in Minnesota this is no it's in Denver. Oh, so you might get the Denver announcers, which in preseason matters. Because if you get the opposing team's announcers, all you hear about is the third string right tackle from the Vikings, which is cool if you're in Minnesota, but 
I don't know. Yeah. It was a toss up. So I was watching the Buffalo broadcast on NFL Network, and the low light of that broadcast was uh, the sideline reporter asking Isaiah McKenzie what his favorite play in football is. Uh, and it's a- even to the point where they missed uh, a Broncos completion because they wanted to cut back to hear what uh, what the player had to say. My favorite part about the Denver broadcast was, I think it was Ryan Harris saying uh, that uh, Haven Moses was a big part of those John Elway early Super Bowls, and they never quite got over the hump. And <sighs> I'm like, was it Ryan Harris that said? Because I heard about that. I thought and it was Ryan Harris. Maybe I, it was, uh, I, I, Chad if it's Brown. Steve Levy, I like. I it could was, see it, Steve Levy doing it. It was like, not I Steve Levy. Blame him. It was. Uh, I'm sure. Pretty sure it was Ryan Harris, but it could have been Chad Brown. But just a little bit of me kind of died there. So we all make mistakes, except for on this podcast, because no scrubs. Right. But A game. A game, baby. So you have a question here in our rundown. More overreactions across the board. If you read my Twitter account, Jess, yes, there will be more overreactions across the board. But do you listen to them? I make them. Are any of them valid? No, no, no. I just, I like to toss in overreactions just because one, they amuse me, but two, every now and then you get the person who doesn't quite get it. Like after the first uh, series and the very first game, I tweeted fire Hackett. And some people are like, oh, you idiot, you moron, shut up. Who are What's... you? And I'm like, so I like to know who didn't get the joke. So sometimes that's. Really, the worst part of that game is going to be the last three minutes of the fourth quarter. But you know what's Why? great? Well, because no, no one playing. Is, uh, is going to make the team. Uh, usually, yeah. usually it's like, like I said, it's like 1 a.m. on NFL Network. Like you got to watch West the rear. Coast. Yeah. And so it's like by the time it airs, they've already been cut. And so, yeah. <laughs> well, like, you know, it's like, I guess you could look at that. Somebody's there is playing the last three minutes of football in their entire life. And so maybe they uh, try to go out with a bang. I don't know. You know, we've been talking a lot about depth here. And so let's talk about one more thing with death because death. I thought our. Depth. I mean, that game was pretty deadly. I mean, <laughs> I, that it was. I was on topic. It counts. Okay, um, I thought our tight room, tight end room, was going to be pretty solid. We haven't seen Dulcich. Alberto was playing relatively late into the game against Buffalo, which they said they, he needed to get extra snaps. What do you think of the tight end room? Do you think Alberto is uh, going to be the next Julius Thomas, or do you think it's going to be the next? What's the name of a bad tight end? Uh, Clarence K, but he was only bad. No, Clarence K was good when he wasn't like the cocaine. Uh, uh, Robert uh, Quinn, is that the guy we drafted in this? Was that the guy? uh, Yeah, Robert Quinn. Yes, exactly. Thank you, Josh. So let me say that again. Is Albert O going to be like the next like Julius Thomas or is he going to be like Robert Quinn, the infamous uh, draft pick? Where do you think he settles out this year? It's telling. I mean, there is clearly a message there to be received that uh, he was playing late, late in a game that was very far out of hand in which we clearly stated that we are not starting our starters. That sends him a message that, hey, you are not a starter. Or are you well, maybe, a but who else is? Who else is, though? Well, it's got to be it's got to be Dulcich. He hasn't even played, or, I mean, when's he even practiced? Well, well he's, he's been practicing. He's yeah, I mean, on he's a side kinda... field, but I, yeah. I, 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 think that, I think that speaks volumes for yeah, what they exactly. think they have in Dulcich, because they wouldn't, if they didn't, if they didn't think Dulcich was something, they would not have played Albert O so late. Like, yeah, I don't think he played late last year. Like he, he was, mm-hmm. he was chilling. Like, well, and the thing is, you also hear that Russ doesn't like to use tight ends, and so then you toss 
Dulcich into the first game again on the road, silent counts with a quarterback who doesn't use tight ends, and that they have no sort of rhythm together, no sort of uh, history together. I, I don't know how that settles out the first couple of games. I wouldn't be surprised if a veteran tight end is brought in, if there's a somebody good off the waiver wire. Maybe I'm wrong, but I don't know. It hasn't been too impressive out of that tight end room to well, the injury and, and other concerns but there really wasn't i mean if he if he needs reps this late into the preseason uh it's not it doesn't make a good it doesn't make a good case for his his making of the team like i I, clearly the coaching staff is trying to send him a message yeah i mean he'll make the team i think right i mean it'll be a pretty big shock if he doesn't because otherwise like what if they bring in someone like you say it's possible he might not salbert salbert actually i could see taking his spot actually actually, i thought he had a good game so, I mean, you know, one thing Patton loves is his draft picks. And, I mean, if Albert O was flipped for a fifth-round draft pick, I wouldn't be super surprised. But he's got talent, but he seems like one of those guys who has a lot of practice talent that you read about beat reporters saying on Twitter. Let's see it in the game. To move Noah Fant and Albert O in the same season, like that's that kind of puts it in perspective, doesn't it? Just like where yeah. we were or where at least Peyton believed we were with the tight end group yeah. going into this year. I thought our tight end was going to be a pretty solid group, but now, but again, preseason, not playing with Russ, haven't seen Dulcich really because of the injury, so maybe it'll be better than I think it is. We saw all these depth concerns. Besides tight end, if Patton is bringing in a veteran, if he's like scaring the waiver wire or the street free agents, like, you know, we talked about Chris Harris at the top. What positions are you looking at? Uh, do you want to try to find somebody on the defensive line who will not get pushed backwards? Are you looking at offensive line depth? Where are you looking for help? Oh, I don't think you're going to find much offensive line help out on the, the the free market, as they say. Not not a starter, but as your seventh or eighth, you, you, you probably could. If you don't feel you have it on the roster. I don't, I don't know what we have. It's, it's impossible to begin to even think about that stuff because of so little of what we've seen. All I know is we, we paddled the Cowboys and that was awesome. And then we got paddled by the bills. Like, which like we said last episode, the Broncos going back to the East coast for an early game. The chance of this happening was already pretty high. And then once they announced the playing the starters, it was almost a certainty. So I'm not in up in arms about it, but. Still doesn't make it, it was fun. It was a kind of a bummer of a Saturday morning. It was. It was a bummer. Yeah, well, it's and it was in the morning for you. It was it, it was. was West Coast, best coast, baby. Well, I've lived in uh every time zone in America. And I okay. can tell you give me your rankings. Uh best best time zone to watch football in is the mountain time zone. Because uh yeah. The problem with the West Coast, and I love the West Coast watching football, because you roll out of bed, get yourself a breakfast burrito, and boom, games are starting. It's amazing. And it used to be even more amazing when the draft was on the weekend. Uh, because you would like wake up and literally like you would already like the draft would be on, like ready yeah. to go. I used to make the the case that people on the East Coast can always stay up later to watch the games, you know, because the games always started when I was still at work. And so, mm-hmm. cause they start so early in the evening. Uh, and so I would always miss like the first half and that would yeah. drive me crazy. Sure. Um, and so the solution to that would be to just move to the mountain time zone because it's already an hour later and uh, you still get kind of those early games starting at 11, you know, and you still get the early finishes, but it's, it doesn't, st- the games don't start until like after seven. So <laughs> you're wow. off of work. I worked in newspapers for most of my adult life. And so I love these coast games because they were done like at 730 at West Coast time. So they were done. So I always enjoyed that. Just getting the stuff done early. can get it in the paper, move, boom, get it out. But which, which is the worst one to watch a football game in? It's got to be East Coast, right? Because of the time. 
like the Monday night game starts at like what? At 815. Yeah, it starts. It starts awful, awful late. Uh, it, it's tough. It's t- like when they do the double headers, like, yeah, and the game starts at like 10 o'clock at night. Like that's Ugh. when it's really tough. Like Central is OK. It's all right. I, for me, Central it's Mountain. Out. It's it's Mountain. Mountain's mountain mountain or best. nothing. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Plus, I grew up, you know, games still feel like they should start at 11 and 2. And now they started out here in California at 10 and 1. And it still feels weird. Right. Well, I always call them the morning and afternoon games. And so I move out here and, and they're, they're, like, they're like, they're all in the afternoon, Jess. Which one are you talking about? And yes. Like, oh, well. Yeah. yeah. Like the first game of the day is not till 1 o'clock. What am I supposed to do till like 1 o'clock? Like do chores? No. Mow your lawn? Stupid. You can listen to Mile High Report family of podcasts. We have all sorts of awesome programming. You know, for being awesome. a corporate shill, that was a fantastic transition there. That's how I do. That's you how do I it, do. baby. <laughs> you know, subscribe, like, shill. That's what I always say. It's three words to live by. Before we get to the shilling, we're, we're in preseason. We're practicing. Yeah, I know what you're going to do to me. You're going to do Four it to me, prediction. Let's do uh, it, Mike. Um, It's in Minnesota, right? No. It's, no, it's in Denver. It's, That's it's what still I meant to in say. Denver. Still in Denver. Uh, what time is the game? Because I need to know like what the light angle is going to be in the stadium. Is that going to affect the uh, game here? You know, that's what I need to know. Seven p.m. Mountain time. That's okay, so six uh, o'clock, o'clock out here. Eastern. Six, uh, six o'clock, o'clock Pacific. Um, Central time. Who cares? No. Central is no. I don't. We we do not recognize Central time zone as a valid time zone, except for Tanner, who's in Cincinnati. We love Tanner, we love who's Tanner. on. The Mile High Report family podcast. Oh my gosh, he does horse tracks, doesn't he? And he does a great job. Fine of a young man, as you could see, you'd want him to marry your daughter. If I was Good. to listen to his voice, I, I would say that he may be the fourth Manning brother and just not know it. Yeah, Maybe he's he he's kind of has like that drawl that like that kind of like Manning drawl. Let's see here. Brett Rippon, I hope, is going to start. Nothing against Josh Johnson, but I think Brett has earned a shot going out of the tunnel first. So I think he's going to start. Hamler. Hamler's going to play. It he's going to play? Like, sounds like he's going to play. Okay, then I need to go Broncos 35-3. to three. If Hamler wasn't going to play, 32-3. to three. But I think Hamler gets him in field goal position. 35-3. to three. It, it, He's going to catch it. a deep. He's going to catch a deep pass. And then we're going to run the ball three times, lose four yards. McManus comes in for like a 47-yard field goal, 35-3. to three. And that's going to be a late BS three points for the Vikings, too. We're like pitching a shutout, and they're going to like miss a tackle and on a kickoff return, and they're going to kick like a field goal with like 20 seconds to go. And it's going to really make me angry. I will overreact. I am excited to see a little Hamler. I'm I'm nervous as hell he's going to get injured. Uh, yeah. Eric Delala tweeted out to uh, well, plan is for KJ Hamler to continue to do individual to continue to do individual and do some team reps this week. Hackett said Hamler could be a guy that needs preseason reps this week. That'd be cool. You know what? Everything I see about KJ, every time I see another interview with him, I like him more and more. Obviously, he's a Bronco, so I'm rooting him to be successful. But I don't know, he seems like an easy, good human to root for. So I hope he has success. I hope he's healthy. And uh, he'll make that offense very fun if he can blow the top off of it. Oh, wait. Hold on. Zach Uh-oh. Stevens of DNVR tweeted Zach. a little bad news that he tweeted. Uh, Russell Wilson will not play in the <laughs> final preseason game. Breaking news. Um, also, I can report exclusively right here. I also will not be playing in the last preseason game. Do you want to overreact with me real quick? Sure. Let's overreact. You can't tell anything about Nathaniel Hackett, right? Because you've seen 5% of the playbook, maybe. Is Nathaniel Hackett a good coach? Yes. Yes? 
Yes. Is he the right coach for this team? He is because the right coach for this better. team right now. Some coaches are better on their second job. It's like you have to go to your first place, take your lumps, fail like Shanahan did. Bilbo, and then you come back okay. to your second job and you've learned your lesson. First time head coach, is he the right man for the job? Yes, I absolutely do. I think he he is the power of positive thinking. We talked about this a couple shows ago. And I think that that is exactly what you need at this point. Like after the, after the Josh McDaniels era, he was the guy that came in to kind of clean up and, and I will defend Josh to right. death. He was the exact right man for that job to right the ship, to get them on course. And then QBI came in and took him over the top. But I was a huge fan of John Fox. He was a he little was right man at the right time. Head. He was a little over his head. Like the team got too good too fast and he kind of panicked and like he got the speed wobble. Yeah, maybe. But I think he's the exact person we needed after Josh McDaniels. He was the palate cleanser, like you said. And we needed that, you know, just like after Vance Joseph and stuff, we needed Vic Fangio, a steady hand type thing, I think almost Ooh. didn't work out, but mm. I understand the reasoning. They were they were trying to go back to that John Fox well. Sometimes you need somebody who's just going to like no more BS. Let's cut through this stuff. We're here to play football. But I don't know. I think he'll be good. I hope he's good. But I I, I don't know. I can't I can't tell. I I would say if I had to pick a mood, I would say nervous. Seeing Hackett in a game day lead role for the very first time in his life in Seattle. What's your mood about Nathaniel Hackett era in one word? Optimistic. I, I've studied the Broncos history. I've seen what John Ralston and the, the power of positive thinking did mm-hmm, for mm-hmm. a team that was in the dumpster. And I, I hate to break it to Broncos country, uh, but that's kind of where we've been. And now is I the think time they to knew start that. building. Yeah. Like, um, um, I mean, Kubiak was a seemed like a more positive person, not like a rah-rah positive person, but he brought some good vibes, I felt. He did. His offense was not good. Uh, as evidenced by the fact that uh, he would try to make Peyton Manning do that offense until the last second, and then finally was like, "Please go out and win this for us." Well, and remember Peyton how Manning he, would do that. Remember how he was raised. You watched Dan Reeves do that same thing to John Elway. Yeah, that's what he knows. I don't know. Yeah. I, I'm not saying that Nathaniel Hackett's going to be bad or anything. I'm just nervous because we haven't actually seen it. We haven't seen him make those. Uh, challenge calls or how is he going to manage the clock because we all saw the trouble that was with uh, Vic. How is he going to make the calls? He's going to be calling the plays. He's going to be on the sideline. He's going to be on the spot. And Anything else think, we want to talk about here? I think that's it. I mean, we, we talked about John Ralston again. We were able to squeeze that in. We good, talked good, about good. Uh, uh, Haven Moses. We talked mm-hmm. about John Elway. Um, yeah. We've got we a couple. Tebow? We, barely we talked, talked a little Tebow. Little Tebow. We, we dumped on say, Subway. Yeah. We barely talked talked about the game, which is so, good. We've already yes. forgotten. We've moved on. Very good. Yeah, it's like you know. Thing is, you have to remember, just as winners have short memories. You know, I'm like a cornerback out an island here. You know, I forget that play. I'm on to the next one. That's how I am. I'm I'm like Chris Harris. He is Mike DeSico, mm-hmm. and I am just plays. It yeah, may be is. the preseason, but I assure you that we have been full go this whole time. Just You've been listening tell. to Something Something Broncos, a podcast feature of milehighreport.com. Be sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the Mile High Report family of podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. Follow Mike on Twitter, Mike. Mike Jusico, common spelling. Follow me on Twitter, at Jezru. We also have MHR Twitter. Follow that one, too, at MHR Podcasts. That's a whole lot of Twitter, but that's all we have this week. Go Broncos. Let's ride. Let's ride. 
Good morning, Broncos country. I am Jess Plays. I'm Tanner Watts. I'm Lori Lattimore-Volkman. Good morning, Broncos country. Tim Lynch here. I am Rachel Strand, and welcome to Horse Tracks. The Horse Tracks. Mile High Report Horse Tracks. With your Horse Tracks. And I've got your morning update. It's Horse Tracks, Mile High Report's daily update of what's going on in Broncos country. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts so you don't miss a thing. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.